Uh, how are you doing, Graham? I'm doing, well, I'm actually a little sick, but my spirits are good. I was going to say, your voice sounded a little deeper. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the sickness is going around, though. I was sick over the weekend, too, so. Yeah, no, it was weird. I got to school today, and I just felt nauseous, so I went home. Oh, well, that's no good. Yeah, it was uh, okay. not that great. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's it's safe to say that you left school before the storm hit. Yeah, I did. It started raining afterwards. <laughs> yeah, life is sick, isn't it? You could almost say it's strange. Hey. There we go. We don't even need to look up jokes anymore. That's how good we're getting at this. Yeah, that, that yep. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And this is uh, the last installment of our uh, Quicken Indie special little series here. Um, and this week we'll be talking about uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which isn't quite as quick or quite as indie as the other games, but uh, uh, we decided to do it anyways. So Graham, what do you think of Before the Storm? So um, I actually really enjoyed it. Okay. Like, um, I probably enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the first game. Really? Okay, because you played you play Life is Strange, like, directly preceding Before the Storm, right? Yeah. Like, okay. pretty much right in, like, a couple days between. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I played Life is Strange, like, last year, and I really like liked that game. It was one of my favorite games of last year. Um... So, but I don't have a really fresh memory of it, so I'm, I'm interested to hear your perspective. Why did you feel this one was better, so, or perhaps was better? So, like, um, I want to preface it by saying, like, I don't think that I would have enjoyed it as much had I not played Life Isn't Strange before it, because right. you have that established, like, you know what Blackwell is, you know who the principal is, and all of those things that are going on. Um, but I liked it because it was a, a smaller tale. It was a lot more intimate, a lot more focused. Um, it wasn't a kind of like saving the world kind of story or like time travel, mystic, that kind of stuff. It was very focused and small. And I feel like it really explored its themes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Um, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I think I like the first one better. Um, I feel like this one is a little bit uh, restrained because of of the first one, right? Because yeah, there's a Chloe, certain... yeah, Chloe and Amber have their their roles to play, right? Yeah. And and the the thing I found the most it was um, it was really hard to maintain, I guess you would call it maybe player agency when playing as Chloe because because Chloe is so defined already, right? Yeah, that um, was a weird kind of... That, I especially struggled with that in the first episode. Yeah, because, like, with with Max, she's kind of a bit of an everyman, right? So you can kind of play her how you, you would like. She's got a bit of character to her, but you discover that as you play. But be- going into Before the Storm, you know all about Chloe. 
and she's essentially the same person in the prequel as she is in the original game. And so, like, they, they, they did give you moments to kind of be more of a softer Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, to their credit, I, I appreciate that the softer sides of Chloe were still kind of that sarcastic and sassy Chloe. It wasn't, like, a complete character break. Um, yeah. I, I think... I think this game might have been better suited to have Rachel be as the player character, um, that because we knew because we knew much less about Rachel. Um, yeah, that but that I mean I could see why they went with Chloe because um, she's a fan favorite. So yeah, she's like established, and I thought that they did do a pretty good job. And like I remember reading, I read an interview about with the developers, and they were talking about how, um, like this is set two years before the events of Life is Strange, so mm-hmm. they were playing with, or like the character of Chloe was a lot more vulnerable. It was younger, um, maybe a little, her personal personality hadn't necessarily been established yet. Yeah. See, I felt like her personality was, but that, maybe that's just me. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the Chloe in Before the Storm is very similar to the Chloe oh, yeah. in, life is, in Life is Strange. Um, I, I think that you got to know Chloe a bit better. And, I mean, like she's still struggling with her, her father's death and uh, her mother's new relationship. Um and you get to see that a bit more. Um, whereas, I mean, in, in the original game, you know, those elements are there, but I don't know that they're as deeply defined, right? In this one, you, you definitely learn a lot about Chloe's um, issues with her father's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have to say... Um, like life is life is strange is is a pretty emotional game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call it depressing, but I would call it sad for sure. But but this prequel definitely makes the original game that much more sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I find because like Chloe, I mean spoiler alert if you haven't played Life is Strange, but um, Rachel dies and uh, Chloe depending on your choices, Chloe dies as well um, in, in the uh, original game. Yeah. Right? So to me, it's like I was forming this relationship um, with Rachel or I was trying to heal my relationship with with Chloe's mom and with David, all the while knowing, oh, Chloe's going to die. You know? It, or, or, the last, or the last scene where um, Rachel's in the dark room. Oh, you know, that the, the seems... after credit scene. That was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was. It's hard, right? It's like you you kind of got this sort of happy ending, you know, with with the two of them being good friends, and then you reminded about what happens to to Rachel, which is hard. Yeah, it's. I feel like for a prequel, it did a pretty good job of that. Like it didn't. I never felt like. Because it was such a self-contained story, mm-hmm. and it didn't really feel like, and Max was elsewhere out of the picture, it didn't really feel like 
it was being constrained too much by the events of the next game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, they definitely did a good job of, of keeping some characters and some of their themes and struggles, but also introducing new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really loved uh, the D&D group. Yes. The D&D game is probably the highlight of the of the game for me. <laughs> it was good. Um, it was really good. Um, and I, I like that they had like Nathan and Victoria, but and the principal, in more minor roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that made sense, kind of before they formed into who they are, and it, it shines more light on them as well, right? You kind of see Nathan uh, before he gets corrupted, if you will. Yeah. You know, you, you meet his dad, who I don't believe you met in the original game. No, you didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, there's definitely more of a fleshing out of the world. Yeah, which is which is what pe- made people fall in love with the game, the original game, right? So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Life is Strange 2, because they're kind of, it's all new, right? Um, there's nothing being brought over, at least that I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not too sure. I I know that I think the first episode is out now. Yeah, it came out I think just this week or last week. So. Mhm. Yeah. Um, one thing I I I loved about um, the first game and with this game, I loved the the texts in the menu, mm-hmm. where like the cor- characters will correspond with one another. I loved uh, Chloe's journals to Max. I thought that was a really good um, way of of kind of keeping that relation relationship in there, mm-hmm. um, where Chloe is writing to Max, and you get more of a sense of Chloe, and also what she thinks about Max, because um, that's just not the the context you have in the first game. You you, you kind of realize in this game. Max kind of just, like, ghosted her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just completely disappeared. Yeah. And that so. really affected Chloe. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, do you find Chloe to be a likable character? Um, I think so, overall. Okay, I, I'm going to go with I don't really like Chloe all that much. <laughs> okay. I, I think she's... Um, I think she's kind of fun, but she kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Not in like a I hate you way, but just kind of like a, a an offsetting protagonist for me. Okay. Yeah. Not not to say that makes the game any worse. It's just no. I I don't find her to be kind of likable. Well, Max. But it's was a lot more like you you could be kind of friendly with Max, and you could you could be really nice. And Chloe has a bit of she's a bit more abrasive. Yeah, I love I love the back talk feature. That was neat. Yeah, I thought it was a really nice um, addition to make the game stand out a little bit. Yeah, and separate her from Max too. Yeah, and it also gave you the option to fail, right? Yes, which was interesting. Right, because you know normally you can just um, you know follow the dialogue tree, and no matter what you'll get through, but. And in the back talks, you can you can fail or mess up, and do something incorrect. So. Did you ever fail in any of the back talk sections? Oh, I think there was, 
I think there was one where I got close to failing because they're because they're like are di- ranging difficulties. I think there was one where I only had one bubble, and I made one one slip up, so I got close to failing. But okay, yeah. yeah. Did you? I I tried to like I intentionally failed one of them. Okay. Um, the one where you're talking to Skip outside of the dormitory. <laughs> right, right. Because like Chloe's saying these awful things about Skip, and I'm like, I don't. I don't really want to have her say those things, so I failed it, but then Skip still got really upset. Oh, okay, and he still left? Mm-hmm. So what what did Chloe say to him there? Um, well, like, you know, in, in the back text, she's saying these, like, witty retorts, and then when you fail, she's like, well, can you just please let me in? Rather than the uh, okay. witty retorts that she normally says. Skip Skip was the security guard, right? Yeah. Okay, so in my game, uh, or in my version, uh, she started talking about feminine hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that happened in yours too? Yeah, like, I got partway through and then failed it. Okay, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. And, and Yeah, so I guess maybe it's not quite as <laughs> diverse of a reaction than... In previous games, but it's a it's a different way of exploring it, right? Yeah, I think um, that's it, what's important. Yeah, it gives you that 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 sense of pressure, I think. Yeah, and there were some like genuinely tense moments, especially like the the one section where um, you have to call you call nine one one. You call nine one one when you're you break into the father's. Um, Oh right, I failed that one. You did. Yeah, yeah, I did. He he found out I was calling nine one one. And what happened? Um, I think what I ended up doing was breaking a window, and that set off the burglar alarm. Okay. And that scared him off. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I managed to get through the conversation. Um, like you heard the sirens outside, and then Chloe grabs the money and leaves setting off the alarm oh okay yeah i actually noticed because um you can see what other people have chosen in their choices and stuff and i was able to see what your choices were oh Um, okay that's cool yeah like from the friends Yeah, yeah okay so i noticed that for a lot of the small decisions we were pretty close but a lot of the large decisions, we um, chose the opposite. Okay. We were about 50-50. Um, like, um, my Chloe decided to just be friends with Rachel. Oh, interesting. That that would have changed the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah. It, it did huh. change it a little bit. Um, they were just, like, really devoted friends. Interesting. Um, and... Like, the very last choice you chose to tell her, and I chose not to. Oh, you monster. I know, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> but I also noticed... Graham, Graham is evil, confirmed version two. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but I noticed there's actually a a scenario in which Rachel actually meets her mom. Really? Yeah. Wow. But there's only, like... A twenty, only twenty-five percent of people did it. 
How, how, do you know how to do that? I have no idea. I haven't looked it up yet. Ah, interesting. I love I love aspects like that, where where somebody says, "Hey, I did this," and you're like, "Wait, what? You can do that?" Mm-hmm. I, I love stuff like that in games. Man, that's so that's so interesting. So, what were your what were your justifications for not telling Rachel? Um. So the the reason, well, a good reason or a good part of the reason was because her mom was like, just leave her out of this. Oh, because her mom's wishes, right? Mm-hmm. And like, didn't want to break up her family, like break up Rachel's family. Hmm. Okay. Man, I'm just try- I'm just trying to think how the game would play out if if you were just friends with her, right? Cause, I think a lot of it's pretty much the same. Yeah. I um, guess just the context would be a little different. There's there was a quote in the game. Um, the lies we tell are less terrible than the truths we hide. Hmm. And I think that was kind of the, the justification for choosing not to tell her. Hmm. And I think that's, that's a pretty interesting concept like as a as a crux decision of the game it's it's i appreciate that it's not like you said it's not like world ending or anything it's kind of just a it it allows you to put yourself in your in their shoes a little bit and say okay this were you what would you tell your best friend Mm -hmm. you know would you tell her the truth or would you lie to her whereas like in the first game it's like oh what would you do would you risk you know hundreds of people's lives to save one person or would you sacrifice one person yeah um which is a bit more hard to put yourself in that situation, right? It's kind of more of a hypothetical. Yeah. Whereas I think many, many people could be in this situation. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I felt like the choices in the game had a lot more weight to them than the choices in the original game. Um, especially in the context of the final decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I, felt, I felt a little... I don't want to say cheated, but like the weight of the decisions I'd made in Life is Strange felt a little bit um, meaningless by the final two choices. So just out of curiosity, what did you choose in the first game to do? Um, I chose to um, save Chloe. What? Graham! I looked at you the You are numbers. a monster! <laughs> um, it's actually about a 50-50 split. I can't believe this. Graham is evil confirmed part three. Okay. My my version of Max chose to save Chloe. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Wow. I'm guessing so, you chose the other. Yeah, yeah. So I have you seen what happens if you say or if you sacrifice Chloe? Yeah, I watched both I watched okay. the other ending on YouTube. See I can <sighs> sorry. Um I can kind of see where you're coming from if you save Chloe, or if you sacrifice Chloe, because basically the whole game is undone. Yeah. But if if you if you save Chloe, everything that happened happened, right? So it's not like... Well, everything that happened happened, but everything's also destroyed. Right, so nothing really matters, I guess. Like, well, Graham, it doesn't matter, because they're all dead. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's... It's it's an interesting situation where time travel and it's all that time travel stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like most 
story games, you know, that you choose the way the story unfolds. I mean, we all kind of know that's not true. Yeah. Um, I think the best one that's ever done it, in my opinion, was probably Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. Um, which you should definitely play if you haven't played. Not just to you, Graham, but to everybody. Um, they do a really great job of bringing all your choices back together in the end. Um, and giving you a very a variation of an ending. Okay. Um, to me, I, I appreciate like these types of games because I like what the choices do in in the story themselves, not necessarily at the ending. Um, it's I like to see what they bring forward and, and what they call back to, um, even if ultimately in the end, you know, my my ending is not quite as different as yeah. yours, or if it's you know complete opposites, you know. Um, it's the little things I, I, like men- exactly someone mentions something that you did, or like even even like a, a strain a, a more strained relationship between two characters than say in your game. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I, I I'm glad that you liked it, Graham. Uh, um, oh boy. Oh, one thing that kind of threw me for a loop is that it, it's implied that Rachel has some sort of powers. Yeah. But they only ever use them once. And that kind of th- that kind of confused me a little bit because I wish they would have gone a bit more into that. Yeah, I think that might just be playing on the kind of the supernatural like tinge of the show. Not the show, the game. Yeah, yeah. And then, I don't mind that. I just kind of wish they would have done it a, a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, no, that was a really powerful moment. Mm-hmm. There was a do, lot do of th- really powerful moments in this game. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was a lot of... Well, because, again, it, because it's a smaller story, it's it's more easy to, to put yourself in their place right you know um as compared to like i'm going into an alternate timeline where i might have to kill my friend yeah (laughs) right that's that's really hard to put yourself into but not many people have to go through that no not that i'm aware of but as compared to like i'm at the dinner table and my family my friend's family is having a big argument yeah you know oh that could pretty easily or it's already happened to some people so do you think do you think Rachel's father was wrong with what he what he was trying to do? I think so. Like he was okay. trying to forcibly inject a drug in someone. That's not a good thing. Um mm-hmm. the the whole like keeping her away, like keeping the mother away, it's that it's like a really difficult situation to be in Mm -hmm. because like there's been trust lost and um yeah i have i honestly have no way of ascertaining which one was right well see it's interesting i i and and when i do my research for games when we talk about them i always check out the wikipedia page okay get like you know ratings and stuff and in the plot summary it implies that he was going to try and kill her or have the guy kill her. And I never got that. 
No. You know what I mean? I never picked that up. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I, 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 I can kind of see, like, okay, I'm going to keep this woman away from my daughter for my daughter's best interest. And I can also kind of say, okay, I'm not going to tell my daughter because she doesn't really know what's best for her. And I think there's a, a fair argument to that. Um, but I, I think we're kind of on the same page that while maybe contacting criminals to relapse <laughs> this woman who's trying to better her life is a bad idea. Yeah, not a, not a good way of going about it. No, no. So, but again, like, I think that's another theme, right? Um, you know, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, his intentions were somewhat decent. You know, I, I need to protect my daughter. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, Sarah is safe. So I need to protect Rachel from her. Um, it's just the execution, right? It's, it's, it's not that hard for people to make bad and wrong decisions for good reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no. Did you find it was kind of strange that, um, oh, what's the, what's the football players? Uh, Drew. Drew. That Drew was kind of like a bully to, to Nathan, but then he kind of to be, turns out to be kind of like this cool guy. You kind of like? Yeah, that was that was a bit of a yeah. I didn't like. I don't remember him much from the first game. I don't think he was in the first game, was he? I feel like he was, but because I can't remember because there was like that love triangle with Dana and someone else. I don't even remember who Dana is. Yeah, there was a. <laughs> I lot gotta, of, I gotta like, replay the first game. There were a lot of side characters in the first game yeah um you know it was a bit of a like life is strange did that a lot in that they would introduce a character from a certain viewpoint and then they would show you a different side of them mm-hmm. um like uh what's the david like how the, they uh the security guard yeah yeah how they showed you like he's this creepy person who's talking to Kate and has surveillance up all over the school, but he's also like really trying to make it work with Chloe. Yeah. I like David. Yeah, he's I like him and I don't like him at the same time. He's a little rough around the edges. But you can tell that like a lot of the time he is trying. Sometimes he's not doing a good job of it, but like when he tries to connect with Chloe, um, it's I don't know, it's kind of nice. But then he says something like, <laughs> "the the worst thing he said to her was, um, you've had a vacation yeah. from having a father figure long enough.' It's like holy cannoli, dude. The whole game like, really delves into the whole like relationships with fathers." Like, that's a central theme, I'd say. Of the wow, game. I, I didn't pick that up until right now. <laughs> but that's so true, yeah. Well, you explore how Chloe deals with her father and David, and then there's Rachel dealing with what her father's her doing. Yeah. It, it 
like what's a good father kind of looks at. Mm. Yeah. When like the idea of fathers being perfect in their children's eyes. Mm. Yeah, I really like the sequences between uh, Chloe and her dad. Yeah. Kind of like in the in the dream world or whatever, and just kind of his, his cryptic warnings. Yeah, um, that really... I felt like that kind of, like, that much of a supernatural element was really good for the game. Yeah, because it, it made you think. It made you kind of go, whoa, what, what was that? That's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and the symbolism with the fire and, uh, you know, and the wildfire... It all kind of tied together pretty nicely. Um, I think you said it before. It's really nice that this game was only three episodes. Um, yeah. Because I feel like five episodes would have been too much. Yeah, no, I think it did a good job of, like, containing it. Like, it didn't go, like, too ridiculously far out of the way. Mm-hmm. Well, any final comments, Graham? Um, I would just, like... It had some, like, fantastic moments. It, the music, the music choice was fantastic. Um, with, like, the licensed music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think it was, it was a lot better than I was expecting. Like, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have expectations going in, aside from, like, Life is Strange. But, uh. No, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would definitely say um, it's worth playing, especially if you enjoyed the first Life is Strange. Um, I mean, it's it's a relatively new game. Uh, it came out last year, but you can pick it up on sale for pretty reasonable, like ten, fifteen bucks, something like that. Yeah. And you know, I would say it's a good eight, uh, maybe a little less than eight hour game altogether i so. think it was about 10 hours for me oh yeah yeah that sounds all right like three hours an episode or so yeah yeah so um what would we rate it on our scale oh man i haven't even thought of this um i don't think we've rated the last couple of games we might we don't always rate the games it kind of we gotta we, we gotta be consistent we kind of rate <laughs> the games that like fit well mm, with the rating system yeah yeah I feel like I would kind of give this, like, a chie. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. It fits well with Kanji's personality, but uh, I think it's kind of Kanji, Kanji's a little too high in the scale. I was thinking, like, a Naoto. Okay, I'll give it four out of five. Naotos. I'll, I'll give it four. I'll, I'll give it four chies out of five Naotos. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means, but... Part of me wants to put an explanation of the rating scale, but part of me also wants... has no idea how I'm going to describe four GAs out of five Nautos. <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining a little scale or a little image of, like, four GA heads out of five Nauto heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... That's that's middle of the road, and I think, I mean, it's a, it's a definitely a good game, um, so I think it's it definitely worth play for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 
Whew, that's the end of our quick and indie uh, series. You know, it's funny that the purpose of this was to try and build up like a little bit of a backlog, Graham. And then we didn't. And we didn't at all. We recorded each episode like the day before we were going to release it. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So um, do we want to talk about what we're doing um, over the next couple of weeks or should we leave it a surprise? Uh, why don't we leave it a surprise? Okay. I like to hear that. Um, sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, again, please uh, recommend us to your friends. Um, give us a little comment. Subscribe. Uh, let us know how we're doing. And, and again, also send us some games you want us to play. Because um, we're kind of trying to compile like a list of user-suggested games to maybe play in the future. Yeah, we do, we um, do hear suggestions. We've yeah. written them down. Yes, <laughs> we've written them down. <laughs> With the intent to, like, delve into yeah, well, them. Well, we've got... I mean, we, we kind of have uh, an outline of the next couple of, of months, actually, but that outline's kind of constantly changing. So, um, you know, a, a user-selected or a listener-selected month is, is probably going to be coming up shortly so or in the next couple of months so um you know cultivating ideas for what to play um and then being able to actually you know go out and play those games i think will make a good kind of uh experience because i think eventually we're kind of just going to run out of games that we can think up off the top of our head right so um yeah so please do send us some of your suggestions uh or are other ideas you might have for an episode or like a bonus episode or something like that, or even like a, th- a theme type idea. Uh, any kind of input is greatly appreciated because uh, the more minds, the better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we could but throw a, the... oh. a little hint about the next game. Oh. Okay. And that it's going to be a game from 2018. Yes. Which uh, I know it's it's <laughs> it doesn't narrow it down quite as much as you might hope, but. Um, did, did you did you beat the first boss, Graham? Yeah, I did. It was oh cool, cool, cool. I died like five times. Yeah, he uh, he'll mess you up, and it, that is so unfair too because like they just keep sending more guys at you. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm trying to fight the big guy over here. You don't need to send five guys with guns at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, should we should we give a prize to anybody who can guess what game we're talking about? Well, what would the prize be? Uh. Four Chies and a five Naftos. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let's say this, okay? If somebody can uh, guess what the next game we're going to talk about is, uh, in the Facebook comments, we will uh, let them choose a game that we have to review. Yeah. And we have to do it, no matter what game That sounds it is. valid. Okay, so that's the challenge. If you can figure out what game we're talking about in the last minute of the podcast... And post it on our Facebook page. And you're right. Then you win. Uh, and you can choose whatever game you want us to play. As long Within as it's not reason. R-rated. Within reason. <laughs> and not like $1,000. Yeah, you can't make us play. We're not going to play a Amiga. Like, What's Amiga? Like a, That's a really old game system. Oh, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to like be... Like a Virtual yeah. Boy it, game. Okay, that's fair. Um... Yeah, okay. but look. Yeah. Within reason, we will we're, play the game. 
Yeah, you'll have to sign um, our terms, terms of, and, conditions. Of, and conditions before uh, before claiming your prize. But uh... yeah. tell your friends. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Graham, uh, for the past month of games. It's been uh, been a lot of fun. Which one was your favorite? Okay, we did minute. We did Life is Strange. We did uh, Orwell. Orwell, and we did. Minute life is adrift. Strange. Adrift. Um, oh, it's a toss-up between Orwell and Life is Strange. Um, probably Life is Strange. I really liked Orwell, oh. but the emotional impact of Life is Strange was also really neat. So. That's cool. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. How about you? Um, for me, I was gonna say it's a toss-up between Orwell and Minute. Um, by the way, they did. They actually they patched Minute since our last recording. Oh, good. So I've got, I've got all the trophies in it now, which was great. That was awesome. Um, I'm gonna say probably Orwell was my favorite because it's the one that felt the least like a game, if that makes any sense. Or it's it's one that felt the most fresh to me. Mm. And, and, and did something kind of new that I liked. And Minute did something similar as well. It's just, um, I think Orwell has more of a lasting impact on me. So It definitely left an impact, yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's that. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you next time. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>